Good morning, everybody. Thank you for stopping by. This is It's a Religion. We are on the air. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the United Divided States of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some. And I have a, uh, a picture in my office where I record this thing every day and uh, it's a picture of the founding fathers sitting in the room where they were signing the Declaration of Independence and George Washington standing up on the right side of the document or the picture and this could be when they actually established the Constitution because I see Ben sitting there Ben Franklin and some of these other guys and you know our society today is casting a lot of doubt about who these men were and what they had to do but if you look at the true history um, of the whole thing, they gave everything they had to this cause, the cause of freedom, the cause of uh, getting out from under the tyranny of the British government at the time under the control of, of a king. And, you know, we're faced with the same type of tyranny today by our own government, um, using the instruments of power to, uh, subjugate people to uh, to not provide equal justice under the law. You know, we see a a great example of this in uh, the rioting that went on last summer prior to the election, uh, sponsored by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, where very few people uh, were held to justice for destroying property and looting and all kinds of things. And apparently that's justice in and of itself because these people were all held back or held down. or. And again, I, here at It's a Religion, we call that, it, there's a cultural situation that goes on here. It has nothing to do with skin color, people. Um, you know, I, I would suggest one of the most racist organizations on the planet is the NCAACP or whatever it is, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, you know, at the time when that was founded, much like unions, uh, may have been necessary for certain purposes, but there's only one reason that someone is held back today. Uh, everybody in this country has an equal opportunity. People living in inner cities might have less so at the start, but there is still an equal opportunity for them to get out of that. They need help and direction, and they need to stop the cultural activities that keep them bound in these things where um, promiscuity and out of wedlock births and the lack of family situations if we promoted families and family you know that means a man and a woman married with children um, both working well actually at least one working you know i think it'd be a lot better for our country if if moms would stay at home and raise their children but that's just that's a personal thing. We've kind of gone by that, uh, screaming by that back in the early part of the last century. But anyway, um, there's, there's a lot going on that is a result of the war against the family. And that's what, uh, probably the best way to put it I can think of is, you know, our government has been at war against the family for many years because, they know the more they can uh, separate us, the more they can uh, keep us working against each other, the more they can come out and say, hey, we'll solve that problem. And 
everybody will put faith in the government so that uh, Democrats can be elected because that's that's what life's all about anyway, right? If you look at our local paper, um, in a rural community, that, that's what it's all about. It's all about what Democrats are doing, uh, what Democrats are doing to help you, uh, what's best for the Democrats, uh, how are the Democrats going to succeed. It really is quite interesting. And then, you know, you go back to the, the riots and uh, in terms of equal justice now, January 6th people that were supporting President Trump and whom most of which just took a walk through the building at the wrong time uh, are being held without due process. And, you know, I would think at some point some of them are going to be able to sue the government for uh, lots of money or whatever or retribution because it's ridiculous what some of these people are going through at the hands of our current administration who's not legitimate in the first place and what a sad state that is but our media is more than happy to lap that up and support it because they uh, are part of the elite they are part of the part of the problem at this point but more and more people are waking up to that i saw a little ditty from a guy uh, over in the eu that was basically telling macron he needs to wake up the guy in france that was forcing everybody to get vaccinated and he's like look you know there's a million vaccine incidents guys and over 10,000 people have died from the thing and he's basically like murder is murder if you're going to force people to do that uh you know that's on your hands and basically called him out so it was pretty interesting but here at, at it's a religion we start with scripture you know our premise is that god created the world uh through jesus christ his son jesus then came to this earth uh, died for our sins, rose again, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. Uh, so there is that on one side, and there is a blank that you can fill that in on the other side with just about anything else. Evolutionism, uh, Mohammedism, Shintoism, Buddhism. You know, There's a lot of isms that uh, try and replicate or try and fill in the gap that... Uh, is truly held by Jesus Christ. And uh, so we start with that perspective on things from a standpoint of faith in Christ and him being the one true king and the fact that he knows all of this that's going on. And as, as long as we land our faith in him and our trust in him, all that goes on in this life is not is pretty meaningless. Not, not meaningless in the sense that, you know, he gave us this life to live and live in abundance. Um, we're looking at the life of Abraham back in the, in the uh, Old Testament, the book of Genesis right now, and we see how God blessed him with many things. Now, part of that was because he was, was the father, really, that God pointed to in which the line of Christ was going to, going to eventually come through. But, uh, but in that same sense, Abraham was, was a pretty rich dude. He had a lot of stuff. So let's look at that. Genesis 20. Two, we're on day 22 of January. Wow, that's going fast. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and 
clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place to which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off, and Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My God, God, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they both of them went together. And they came to the place which God had told of him. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood on the on the order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And you just got to be going, if you're Isaac at that point, man, what is going on here? What is my dad doing? And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his own son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and beheld behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering on his stead of his son. Now it had to take quite an added, you know, after all this time, God had promised this son to him. And now God says, hey, I want you to give him back. So what is our attitude about all the stuff that we have, everything that we own, the our own children? Are they ours or are they God's? And, you know, my premise is it's all his. You know, he's the one that gave us all life. He's the one that gave us every good thing that we have. It's through his uh, um, structure and ordination. And, you know, some people believe that it's it's even down to that level, that God uh, kind of controls everything. I'm not... I believe God has given everybody a free will. And within that uh, system of free will, he still accomplishes his purposes and what he wants to have happen. Um, because he's omnipotent. He's everywhere all at once. You know, he knows the decisions we're going to make before we make them. So, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said unto this day in the Mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she has also borne children unto thy brother Nahor, whose his firstborn, and Booz his brother, and Kemuel his father of Aram, and Chezed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jopah, and Bethel. And Bethel begat Rebekah, these eight Milcah, did bear to Nahor, Abraham's brother. And his concubine, whose name is Remua, Reuma, she bare also Teba and Geham and Thahash and Makah. And at this point, they're, I think they're just bringing out how Rebekah came into the equation because uh, 
that's who Abraham uh, sends his servant to to get uh, Isaac a wife, which we'll see here um, shortly. But you know, the this story is is a major cause of controversy for a lot of people. You know, they look at this and and go, you know, God would really take someone's son from them because you know he wants his worship and and uh, um, wants God you know wants Abraham to love him more than his own son and you know again if you look at God as someone distant far off not a personal God not someone who is the father of all of us you know the creator God um, who created us in his image I mean, that's a big deal, people. I mean, if you truly believe that, he is our father. He is our ultimate, uh, the one who gave us life. And your father, your earthly father, could not have produced you without first God having given him the ability to do that and designing that into the equation. So, you know, that's where, again, faith takes over. Either you have faith that God created everything and as such, we should put our faith and trust and love toward him more than more than everything else. And out of that love, then for God flows our lives, you know, what God has called us to. And Abraham was, was an early example. You know, I've heard it preached that, um, you know, many people um, preach that that was done for our example, not because God needed to know anything about Abraham. And, you know, I don't, I don't perceive to know the exact motives of God unless he gives us a specific motive. And all the Bible says is that, you know, God says, now I know that you will not withhold your own son from me because he proved it with his actions. You know, and I believe God knew that before Abraham even did it. But um, he wanted to let Abraham work that out. And I think in that sense, it was an example set for us. So God knows what he's doing, folks. I mean, if, if he's smart enough to create the human genome, hello. You know, I think we, we owe him our allegiance. And in this case, our love. You know, I, he's... God is love, and there's a reason the Bible says that. So let's look at some, I just got a couple stories this morning. You know, I, I grew up in the middle West, like I said, of the United States. And I was a Chicago Bears fan uh, for many, many years. And uh, there's a guy that plays quarterback for the Green Bay Packers who, uh, for many years, I had despised. Um, you know, I don't care so much about sports anymore. I've kind of gotten over that. I mean, there are a bunch of overpaid guys that play games you know and some of them I mean it's football in, in itself is a pretty tough enterprise but but um, NFL star QB calls out Biden for saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and I love how Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers has played this whole pandemic thing you know they even the sports media came out and were trying to throw him under the bus and trying to get people to hate him for for basically he didn't tell the truth about getting the vaccination he said he did or something. I can't remember exactly how it all played out, but he's basically unvaccinated and, you know, got COVID, I guess, or something. But anyway, um, 
he was on the Joe Rogan show and he's ever since then, he's just been bolder and bolder about, you know, this is a joke guys, stop. And to see someone, you know, that has that much influence come out and, and not be afraid of all, you know, the cancel culture that's in our society today, that if you don't toe the line, if you don't follow what is edicted from the white house or you don't follow the leftist ideology, you're going to be canceled. And, uh, I just, I love the fact that people are willing to stand up on their own. You know, he's calling out cancel culture and he's saying, look, you know, when has it ever been true that the people trying to cancel everybody else and trying to shut down debate and trying to, um, squelch your voice, uh, when, are, when have they been ever been the ones that have been right? Bingo, you know, and I'm hoping more and more people wake up to that fact, you know, when you got. On the flip side, I thought I read somewhere that there's a guy that's a very unfaithful man named uh, Howard Stern that came out and said all the unvaccinated should be you know locked in their house and and sent to die or something. I, it, you know, if that's the attitude, really, so you're trying to help everybody by getting them vaccinated by saying things like that. You know, you're the one that should be shut down, my friend, not not the other way around. So. <clears throat> but we don't believe that. We believe on the Christian side. And I remember seeing a sign not too long ago that said, truth doesn't mind being uh, um, exercised, right? Doesn't mind being challenged. It's lies that mind being challenged. When you, when you look at how the Democrats have responded to the election challenges over the last, um, from the 2020 election, and it's amazing you know, the veracity which they try and come out against any look at this election. And you just have to, add, well, wait a minute, you know, if you really won and if there's no issues with it, why do you have such a problem with that? Why do you have a problem with us looking at the results and measuring what really happened? But their claim is, oh, they're trying to overturn the election. They're trying to overturn the election. No, we're just trying to make sure the right person got elected, that there wasn't any shenanigans that, that, uh, happened during this thing because there was a lot of anomalies so i hope in the 2022 one they won't get away with stuff but i'm sure they will at a local level unfortunately because that's what democrats do they can't get elected without cheating in a lot of places and you know it, it doesn't surprise me that that they get so um so crazy about the whole thing so from our local paper again everything's about Year two, Biden plans more public outreach. Let's see how we can support them. Omicron surge is undermining care for other health problems. Well, that's probably true. And then critical moment, Tony Blinken, who I don't know how he ever got the job of Secretary of State. And then they're propping up the LGBTQ movement at BYU. Um, Biden's revamp program is for giving student loans for 70,000 people. Who's paying them, folks? Who's paying them? That's what I'd like to know. And if they may, took out the loan to go to school, why are they not responsible for it? Why is that supposed to be something we have to provide people for free that other people have to spend money on to provide you an education? You know, I can see that maybe and for low-income folks trying to help them get out of the situation they're in. But most of these people, are, I would imagine, are not low-income folks. At 113, NAACP evolves for relevance on racial justice agenda. And the whole term racial justice is a bunch of hooey because, again, there's one race. So if you're going to have equal justice, then let's have equal justice and not talk about it from the standpoint 
of uh, race because that's not even a thing. You know, cultural, cultural. How about the uh, National Association for the Advancement of uh, Different Cultures? That'd be a better way to say that, right? Um, than making it all about race. They're the ones that make it about race all the time. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody, at least that I'm aware of, that uh, talks about uh, race or. You know, I'm one of the most hated people on the planet, being an old white guy. Are you going to take her out? Yeah, I might oh, Good. Ah! Oh, be yeah, quiet. She's gonna want it now. Oh, be quiet. Shush. Shush and mush. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, um, cultural situations, folks. That's what it's all about, not about race. We are all one race, the human race. Um. And then uh, rock star, rock superstar Meatloaf dies at 74. I don't know how he was a superstar. He had one or two songs that uh, people did, and it was one of them wasn't a very good song, I must say. Um, Judge blocks Fed worker vaccine rule. Now that should have been on the first page instead of all this crowd about Blinken and Biden, because that is a beautiful thing because there never should have been any kind of mandate on any vaccine for anybody. Um, here's a good headline plan. Gain more STEM students globally. And you should look up a company called Teach Me Automation because at that place they actually teach STEM from a Christian worldview. And there's more and more folks like that coming out. Um, ICR, Institute for Creation Research. Uh... Hmm, interesting. So, you know, you've got how mass timeouts have become strategy, I tell you. Uh, you know, the the world has gone insane, and it did so many, 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 many years ago, and the world's going to follow what it follows because it doesn't have faith in the one true God. And when you don't have faith in the one true God, God turns you over eventually to a depraved mind, to do depraved things. And that's what we see going on right before us. We see, uh, you know, two men getting married being called a good thing, um, being called marriage, which it is not. For the history of humanity, throughout the history of humanity, that has not been marriage. Um, you can call it something else. You can call it union. You can call it whatever you want, but it's it's not not a marriage, folks. So anyway, that would probably get me canceled right now. We need to help people in that situation to know, again, in every situation, the true God, the husband that's cheating on his wife, the um, man who's beating his wife, the man who's um, being bad to his children, the woman who's cheating on her husband, the, uh, you know, any of these situations, um, people getting drunk all the time. You know, we need to encourage folks into faith, into a, uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ where they won't want to do bad things anymore, that, that the love of Christ will flow through them and uh, change their heart, change their mind in, in many ways. I know that's certainly happened to me. And he continues to do that as I study him more, um, try to love him more, try to put him first in everything. And, uh, and trust him. You know, I, that's one thing 
uh, that I really want to do is just trust him. So anyway, I'm going to call it a show. Have a great day. Put your faith and trust in Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know how to do that, uh, email us at ehud at itsareligion.org. And we'll be happy to help any way we can. Be blessed. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful day out there. Go enjoy it. Be thankful. Things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies, and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all.